Blog Talk Radio. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make it better. To another episode of Blog Talk Radio uh, called The Catch. We call it that because that's uh, what our website is. And The Catch is what we send out every day free to uh, an email box if you want to sign up for it. Because um, the email's getting a little, little old school now, I guess. Uh, everybody's on Instagram and Snapchat and all that stuff. But um, you can still get a, uh, a free uh, email every day of, uh, of the catch, which is a, a piece of writing that uh, tries to keep us all thinking and um, um, about our faith, about the world around us, and, and about what we're really, what's really going on. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe it was just last week, um, time flies, but... Uh, uh i had our guest our our guest um i i i, t- I wrote about it mainly because um this was when there was um the 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 big overflow of the dam in oroville california and um our guest happens to live there in oroville and i found out even as in the morning, as I was writing the catch and reading the newspaper, um, uh, I connected uh, with our guest via email and I found out that she was actually um, had been evacuated uh, along with about a hundred and almost 200,000 people. Um, and uh, really interesting experience. We're going to, we're going to find out about that uh, in a few minutes, but, First, let me introduce back to, as we've had her before, uh, my good friend Pam Mark Hall. Pam, welcome to Block Talk Radio. Thank you, John. I'm glad it worked out for me to be here today. Yeah, I am too. I am too. (laughs) I want to start out. I want to start out by having you just talk a little bit about um, what it's like being in Oroville now, the se- this season of your life, you, you, we spent, you spent uh, so many years in Nashville, and uh, I understand it, it, it took a little doing to get your stuff to you, all of your <laughs> the luggage and your, you know, your, your possessions and your special piano. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit. Give us a picture of this this uh, season of your life. Okay. Well, I'll back up a little bit then just to paint the picture of living in Nashville for Good. 32 years. And, um, you know, that's where my life, I spent most of my life in Nashville. And, of course, everyone knows how exciting Nashville is. Um, uh, and at the time, 
during the recession, uh, I had a job uh, in advertising and publishing. And along with the, the rest of the country, when the recession hit, my job was eliminated. And that really threw, my, threw a curve into my life. And uh, ultimately, um, I, unlike everyone else, I couldn't find another job and um, pretty soon was unable to make the mortgage. And so I had to sell everything and put everything. So my parents, I thought, needed me out here. So I came out to California and for, I had no idea it was going to be this long, but for about three and a half years, I lived with various friends uh, while I was trying to figure out what was going on. And those mm-hmm. three and a half years were truly, a, truly a dark night of my soul. I had, it was like being on a raft out in the middle of the ocean, not knowing what in the world was mm-hmm. going on. And um, so then um, last year, uh, about this time, my mom fell and that wound up putting her in the hospital and with um, sepsis and pneumonia. And I became the primary caregiver. And um, mm. so I moved to Oroville and I was staying with them for a while. Um, and so the, the picture I'm painting here is pretty chaotic and, and, mm-hmm. um, and it truly was chaotic. And, oh, I, and I forgot to tell you that in the interim, during fourth quarters, I uh, travel around the country uh, for a company that where I um, meet with employees and help explain their benefits. So for for fourth quarter, I'm living in a in a hotel. So for the last four years, <laughs> you get the picture. I've pretty much yeah. been a, a gypsy vagabond, um, and then. Uh, so God bless Social Security. I hit 65, and as a result of that, I'm now in my own little hobbit hole in Oroville. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. It, um, it overlooks an open field and birds and nature, and um, I, I never thought I would live in Oroville again. I never thought I would be mm-hmm. living in a manufactured home I never thought that my life would be where it is. Um, I've left out a whole lot of details, but um, I'm happy. I I bet you didn't expect Mm. me to say that after that description. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know, being stripped down to the bare bone brought me to a place of surrender, of to um in a, a new place of not caring of giving up what other people thought about me, whether people thought I was a loser, whether my family mm. thought I was a loser, that was a huge thing to come to and and I have a new freedom I have a new freedom now that I am living in, and it's wonderful, so there you have it, so you're in. You're happy where you are. You're in a good place right now. I'm in a great place. I'm in a, I'm in a better place than I can remember ever being. And 
it's not because of stuff and it's not because of success. Mm-hmm. It's not because of achievements, but I'm, I have really found a place of acceptance of who God's made me and of my, my circumstances. And I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I've been reading this book that I absolutely love and highly recommend. It's called Chop Wood, Carry Water by a fellow named Joshua hmm. Medcalf. And hmm. um, I just, I live in this book. Um, it's, it's kind of zen in a certain way. The guy's a Christian, but it's a very zen kind of chop wood, carry mm-hmm. water. Um, it means being faithful in the little things. Um, being faithful to the process of of acknowledging that you, you you there are very few things that you can control in life, and those things that you control are the things that you have responsibility for. It's you know your attitude. It's how how you mm-hmm. approach a situation. Those are the things you can control. And I'm I'm learning to really live in that attitude even even in the circumstance with my parents uh my my dad who's 91 um he and I kind of had a little um dis- disagreement's not the right word but um you know me being in his home and being so responsible for my mom uh I think it was difficult for him I had to give him more space mm. To feel like he was in charge, you know, that he wasn't totally out of control of his life. And um, so I do the things that I can do. And so now I'm taking care of my mom on the weekends. And we have a really lovely time. Mostly we sit and watch the birds. Uh, so your mother is not living with you. I, I somehow had that impression. No, she's not living with me. No. Um, they they okay. still live in their home, and I just pick her mm-hmm. up on the weekends and give my dad some relief. Initially, I was living with them and taking care of her full time, and that's where um, it, it just it became too much. So my brother stepped right. in and uh, has made it possible for caregivers to come in. And this whole experience, boy, John, has made mm. me – yeah. Um, realize how many people in our age group are going through the exact same thing of you I know, think so. of of that here we are at this stage of our life wondering what do I have to contribute I, I still want to do great things I still you know want to make a contribution and yet I've got this you know responsibility to take care of my parent and it's a real it's a balancing act and there are there are so many of us dealing with it so i yeah. i just think that um we have an opportunity to encourage one another to um mm-hmm. to not get totally dragged down in it to try to see the beauty in it to try to see um the value of yeah putting our own stuff aside in order to serve our parents. It's a beautiful thing. So you have your mother every weekend. That's so, it's kind of like a reverse child custody thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
really that's, does. That's great. And and uh, how how is she doing? How, how do you guys get along? Well, she has dementia, and um, she still is aware of what's going on around her, but she can't really communicate more than three words before she loses her train of thought. So mm. we don't talk. We don't talk a lot. You know, we like I said, we I have set up bird feeders on my patio, so we spend mm-hmm. a lot of time watching the birds and looking at pictures. And um, and she loves the cowboy shows, so we watch Gunsmoke, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the right Well, those guys. I didn't know how hot those guys were back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Did you notice they're all single, all those cowboys, they're all single, you know? Of course they are. Yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's funny to, to watch all of those shows from this vantage point. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you're, uh, Striking a chord with me because uh, my my parents have have now passed away, but um, but I remember that season, especially with my mother, where uh, she would talk, and um, the first three or four words would make sense, and then it would all kind of fall apart, and yeah, and then she yeah. kind of it. My my picture of it was the. The, the 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 words all went down into a cage somewhere where they rattled around and uh and they always ended up at the same spot and um that's a good picture yeah that is a uh, boy that, that's a that's a tough time but then there you do you do find other ways to connect don't you Yes, and laughter is one of the the best ways. You know, um, mm. I, when when we find something to laugh at, it seems like everything drops away, and there's a real connection. So uh, I try to keep my eyes open for that. Yep, mm. um, and my and daughter, watching the Emily. birds. Mhm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> My daughter is, okay. Um, you know, okay. Do we need to shift gears? That's fine. No, no. No. Okay. Tell me about your daughter. I was, I was, just, I was, I was still I was with you. I was with your mother and the I birds there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So my daughter lives in Austin, Texas now, but she loves her grandparents wow. and spends a lot of time here. She was just here this last weekend. Um, it, it it meant uh, the the world to them because I mean we were mm. still under uh, evacuation warning when she came, so but nothing was going to keep her from her granny. So that that mm. means a lot as well. Wow. Well, tell us now that you brought it up. Um, Tell us about that whole experience with uh, your your brush with with possible disaster. Um, what were what what was that like, and what were some of the thoughts going through your mind? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, I had just dropped my mom off at their home, and um, 
when I, I, I'm driving home and um, <laughs> it's so funny because there's a, a bridge that goes over on one of the spill, not the spillway, but the fish hatchery. And it, it looked like rapids. And I thought, oh, I'm going to pull off and take a picture of this. And I thought, well, no, maybe I better not. And I saw a national news <laughs> truck. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what that guy's doing here. <laughs> well, when I got home, I had, I had a text from somebody in Oregon saying, hey, are you evacuating? And I said, no, nah, there's no, no big deal. And she said, you better turn the news on. <laughs> so <laughs> I did, and, and I hear, yeah, you need to get out of here within, you know, a half an hour. So, oh, my God. Oh, my. Yeah. And I had called, I had talked with my dad. Um, I called him, and I, I, I said, do you, do you need some help? No, 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 we got this all covered. I'm going to go to the fairgrounds. And what are you going to do? And I said, I have absolutely no idea. So I hung up and I I thought, take my mother to the fairgrounds? Are you kidding me? Um, You know, I mean, she can't do anything by herself. And he's not going to be able to go in the restroom. So I called him back up and I said, I'm on my way over. I'm going to the fairgrounds with you. So I got there, we packed up, and we're driving away, and the phone rang, and it was um, the agency that um, that we hire caregivers through. And they said, look, you, you can't take her to the fairgrounds. Go to this address. I had no idea where we were going. They gave me an address. We showed up. I walked in. It was a, it was a Mormon church, and it was packed huh. with, with – it was packed with the – members and people coming for refuge they they hooked up families mm-hmm. with all of the members of the church and i i had no idea I was in a mormon church at that time i was it was like i was i had no idea what was going on so we wound up at this lady's house she's in a wheelchair <laughs> great <laughs> she's in a, a wheelchair and um <laughs> we we, the three of us and the dogs, all sleep in this one room in recliners. And um, it, now my my dad has a real back problem, so the recliner was 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 just the ticket. But I told you that he and I had had some friction in our relationship. So yeah. here we mm-hmm. are now, for four days in the same room, and. Mm. Um, it was it was it was good i mean um you know our generation wants to talk about everything talk through everything but not so their generation so i don't think that whatever the issues are will ever be discussed um and that's part of the acceptance that i've had to come to um to accept mm-hmm. that um allow him whatever it is that he thinks, whatever he feels, mm. and just to keep on serving and having a positive attitude. And that's what happened in that little, well, in the lady's house, huh. and then we stayed in the hotel for a couple of days. So um, it was just bizarre. You know, we're, of course, we're stuck to the wow. TV waiting to hear what's going on. And... um it was 
I don't know. It was surreal is the best word I know how to say. Mm-hmm. The, and the mm-hmm. only thing, I, I put my guitar in the, the car, but I couldn't bring my piano. So obviously I thought, oh, my gosh, I might lose my piano. Um, let's see. I took my journal and my tax return. <laughs> I, thought, I said, I don't think they're going to overlook it. I don't think they're going to let me off the hook if I say, hey, I was flooded. So I got my my tax return. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really something. You journal, your tax return, and your guitar. Yeah. What, what are the things we, we think of? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Total sense. Wow. And so, fortunately... You came back home safely. Um, I love the way you you wanted to to uh, by nightfall. You wanted to be able to to be out there with the birds and your paints and 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 your piano, playing your piano. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful picture. Well, are you doing? You. Are you painting? Are you doing? I am. A I lot am these painting. Days? Yes, every day I'm painting. Um, I um, you know I've. I've dabbled a little bit with it. Um, I took a class a couple of years ago, a watercolor, just a couple of classes. And mm-hmm. I, uh, this fourth quarter when I was in a hotel, I, I bought a thing of watercolors and just, you know, played around with it. And I decided that when I got back home that I was really going to commit to it and really develop it. And so I'm painting every day. And I love it. It's like um, it allows me to get out of my head. You know, I mean, I love songwriting too, wow. but mm-hmm. but you don't get out of your head when you're writing, right? I mean, right. Music, I mean That's right. doing the music I do, but doing the lyrics, you know, you think and think and think and think. And with painting, mm-hmm. it's like I can stop thinking for a little bit and just uh, <laughs> relax. And I feel... I feel like it's a form of worship. Um, I well, anytime I'm creating anything, I feel it's a form of worship. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. I'm in partnership, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. So because you got yeah, you know, I'm a beginner, but I think I mean people have responded really well to it. So I'm I'm going to keep it up, and um, I'm. I'm doing a new record in a month and I'm about to launch a fundraiser to to fund it and part of the rewards that I'm going to be offering is paintings or, you know, things with the paintings on it. So I'm excited. All right. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, you've, now you've, now you've opened up the, 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 the final story here that you're going to to do some music. You're going to do an album. How long has it been since you've recorded it? It's been over two decades. I think it's been huh. like 23 years. Now, I've recorded, wow. you know, the song here and there, but I haven't done an album in 23 years. And wow. I I came to a place where two years ago where I said, okay, I'm done. Noel Paul Stuckey and I did a a really wonderful concert together to raise money for a, a food bank in um, 
in Northern California. And I told myself, because it was so fantastic, I told myself, I'm going, I'm going to ride this puppy out. This is the last thing I'm ever going to mm. do. This is the end of, of my hopes and dreams for music. And, um, and then I really just let it lie fallow. I really thought, I'm done. I'm never doing anything again. And then, okay, this is how everything interconnects. You know, you're not just one thing. You know, I'd love to say, oh, I'm this, I, I've had mm. a steady career in music all my, no. I've done so many different things um, just to put bread on the table. And this insurance mm-hmm. thing, who thought that Pam Mark Hall would ever, you know, be involved with insurance? Well, so I'm out in Chicago, um, and Ironically, I'm meeting with employees at an assisted living home, <laughs> helping them with their benefits. And my friend Dave Bunker, who had years, 23 years ago, had mm-hmm. recruited me to do my last album, which was Paler Shade. He calls me and says, hey, listen, um, I want you to come and sing and talk to the kids at this um, music college um, they're arts and music, and they want careers in, in, you know, the arts. So I want you to come. So I did. I, I, I gave a performance and talked with them, and and it was so exciting. It just, I, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I, why, why would I think that there's no room for me to do this? Um, the kids were just so responsive, and I, I thought I really wanted, I really would love to mentor, you know, some um, up-and-coming artists. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. grew out of it. And then um, I played a couple of songs for Dave that uh, our friend Roy Salmon had produced. He had, had he had me come up to Canada a couple years ago just to record mm-hmm. a couple of things, just to see how they would go. Well, I just, I haven't done anything with them. And I played them for Dave and he flipped out and he said, oh my gosh, these are incredible. You've got to get back in the studio. So I called mm-hmm. Roy up mm-hmm. and I said, Roy, what would you think about us doing an album? And he said, yeah, let's do it. So that just put it in motion. And mm-hmm. um, I've got all the material I've got a, a oh oh oh, um, Noel Paul Stuckey is going to sing on and play on one of my songs, which is thrilling right. enough. And then another mm-hmm. one of my heroes, Bruce Bruce Coburn, I'm recording mm. his song "All the Diamonds," which is just a beautiful mm. song. And I asked him if he'd play and sing on it, and he said yes. And so next week I'm going Terrific. to Berkeley and we're recording at um, a world-famous studio called Fantasy Studios. And so and, I'm, and it's all great except for I don't have any money. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only piece that's missing. Oh, and I also, I also connected okay. with um, an or with the... <laughs> Yeah, you know what that's about. I uh, connected with 
this foundation called Cyrus Music Foundation, and they exist in order to raise funds uh, for scholarships to give music lessons to kids. So I'm doing this in partnership with them so that I can give them exposure. And they are giving me the covering of their 501c3 so that people who donate to my campaign can get a tax deduction. So that's pretty great. Uh-huh. There you go. So, yep. So I'm planning on launching it this week. If your listeners wow. are interested in contributing to it, um, hmm, uh, I guess they could. You have a website, um, don't you? Don't you have a website, yeah, I do. Pam? Yeah, yes, it's my uh, name. Pam why don't Mark we just Hall. give that? Okay. Yeah, is it PamRcall.com? Yeah. yeah. There you go. And I, I'm sure that you'll put some information there, uh, won't you? Oh, yeah. Once you yeah, get things going. Yeah. So you're going to use maybe Kickstarter or GoFundMe or one of those kind of things, you think? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's great. I'm I'm either going to do GoFundMe or Indiegogo. So um, okay, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. That's so exciting. Um, and yeah. It, it, this maybe it's a trend. Maybe uh, you know you and Dan Russell got bit by the same bug. You know, some, I guess so. <laughs> it was just, yeah. It was just last week. Just last week, we had Dan on, and uh, he was talking about the same thing, and and uh, he's even going to tour <laughs> with his. He's he's got it all set up for you know, around next uh, September or so. So um, it's just making making a dream, making a dream come true. Um. You're never too old to do this. That's right. Uh, that seems to be the message. Seems to be the message it that's uh, coming out. Yeah, that is the message. And uh, the title of my album is Mangle the Tango. And <laughs> the whole concept is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you mess it up. You just need to dance. You need to get out there and do it. You know, stop saying uh, I'm too old and do this. I'm not that. I'm not whatever. Just do it. And uh, then the other, then the other message is chop wood, carry water, which is being faithful in the little things mm-hmm. and finding joy in the little things. So I, I feel wow. like I, I feel clearer about the message. On this record than anything I've done in years and years and years and years. Well, <laughs> I haven't done anything in years and years. So, yeah, I'm really clear. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, think it, I think I'll call Dan up and say, hey, Dan, let me open for you. Or, hey, Dan, why don't you open for me? <laughs> we'll we'll go, go. To assisted living, go to assisted living homes around the country. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, this is so cool. I'm so glad. And Noel with you and, and Bruce, that's so great. Um, yeah. Well, I wish you I wish you well with this whole thing. And, uh, and do let us know as you get it organized 
because I know that we've got a lot of catch people who, who know who you are and would want to be a part of this. And, uh, uh, we'll be sure and get you some, get you some attention on there. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I just love that you're doing it. It, it sounds, it sounds terrific. And, uh, our time's about up, but this has just been really delightful. And uh, uh, I echo with you as to this place in your life. I'm so glad um, that uh, things have they 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 seem to have settled down for you. And um, yes, uh, you just seem to be so much more centered than um, than uh, other other times. I can remember uh you know of all of our lives how crazy we are i you know? agree um, I, I agree yeah so I'm, I'm glad that it's apparent it is it is and it's it's wonderful um and yeah as soon as you started talking about your porch i i knew i knew <laughs> something was going on there <laughs> Well, I'm so, watching the birds right now. Yes, I mean it's um, uh, So thank you so much, John, for all that you and Marty hey. are doing, and um, you're doing a beautiful thing, and I appreciate well, being able to be a part of it. Well, thank you, and uh, thanks for taking some time to share with us tonight, and uh, keep us keep us posted. I will. Thank you so much, John. God bless. Okay. God bless you. Well, there you Thank go, you. folks. Isn't that fun? That is, uh, that's such a great story. And, um, you know, PamMarkHall.com, um, keep in touch, keep watching. Pretty soon we'll find out how you can contribute to this, this project. And, uh, it sounds wonderful, but did you get the messages? See, the messages, the simple things, it's in the simple things. And, and then, you know, you're never, don't have to be perfect. You're, yeah, nor are you never too old for any, for anything. Boy, that's, uh, those are great messages uh, for all of us. And especially for those of us who are um, uh, boomers who are having a second life right now, it's pretty exciting. Um, so keep, Keep on, keep joining us on Blog Talk Radio. Um, we, we've got much more happening, much more stories coming. Uh, we will, we'll see you next week. God bless.
At Carl's Jr., we are pioneers of the great American burger. We're all about breaking down barriers, pushing boundaries, and freedom to eat breakfast however you want. Like on a burger. That's why we're liberating eggs, bacon, and hash rounds from the confines of the breakfast table and pioneering a burger with breakfast on top that's available all day long. You know what that tastes like? Freedom and breakfast and burgers. The Breakfast Burger at Carl's Jr. For a limited time only at participating restaurants.